Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. I'm just stepping aside and let the floor be handled by Harry Douglas Braves fan. And I told myself, okay, maybe this is a bad dream. I'm, I'm asleep at the moment. But then I woke up. It was not a dream for Harry Douglas. <laughs> Braves got spanked by the Phillies again. But I'm really not in a good space right now. Well, I got to get there, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I need y'all to help me. Help. He's limping out already. 100%. Already. He's yeah, limping and, and, out. He was, little, he was in the media talking about, you can't break my soul. I'm human. What are you doing, Harry? I want the people to understand yeah. that I'm human, too. I'm just like everybody Stop. else out there. Hey, Harry. Stop. Hey, Harry, look. I'm just like everybody else out there. As, as a New York sports fan, it's been rough. I got an extra seat for you here in the support group Absolutely. for disappointing teams. After all the fat mouthing you were doing Harry Douglas in the meeting, y'all not breaking my spirit. I'm Harry Douglas. King Kong's got nothing on me. And welcome to the best show on your radio. You know it better as Freddie and Harry. You got my man Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman, together presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app, SiriusXM Channel 80. And don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. We love when he stops by at this time each and every Friday. He does a great job not just covering college football, but the NFL. He's a man who played at Texas, also played in the NFL. He is Sam Acho, ESPN football analyst. Hit him on social media at the Sam Acho. Harry needed some help with the Atlanta Braves. I know you need some help from last week with the Texas Longhorns in Oklahoma. So, Sam, your safe space. How you how you coping? How you recovering from what happened last week to your Longhorns? This was a safe space, so you brought that up. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then Harry started, Harry, y'all should have seen Harry. He said, put his hand in front of his mouth. It was a very safe space. I'm laughing at Harry and his braves. And all of a sudden, it became a very um, unsafe space. I feel there's knives and forks and things being thrown. Um, but all with love, Sam. No, it don't feel very loving, right? I wish I could talk about Harry in Louisville right now, but I can't. Texas what our SI, what, I can't know if I can say his name, but our SID texted me. He's salty, too, the sports information director. Uh-huh. He's like, man, it was a holding on this play and on that play. And I'm like, man, I feel you, but uh, we lost, you know, and and we will get another. I believe, let me not say we. You're supposed to be neutral. You know, ESPN, no, don't be neutral. This is your team. Right, sure. This is your university. We will get another opportunity in the Big 12 championship. I agree. And yep. we need to, but here's the issue. Who's going to be real? Worst thing that could happen. Texas, we're talking about Texas, Oklahoma, Red River robbery, right? Boom, Texas lost, last second play, whatever, whatever. Oklahoma doesn't have any more ranked games on their schedule. Mm-hmm. Texas, I believe, doesn't either. It's pretty much just the rest of the Big 12. Right. They both went out. They both get to the Big 12 championship. If Texas wins and Alabama continues to win because Texas has that win over Alabama, I'm pretty sure Texas gets into the college football playoff. Sure. Right? Big 12 champs, been over a top five Alabama if they're going to be that. Great. Everything is all healed. If Texas loses, mm. and this is from like a, a, a fan, mm-hmm. somebody connected with the program, not only did you lose in the in the in the Red River game, but then you lose in the Big Twelve Championship game. Yeah. Oh man, I will be like talk about y'all. I will not want. I'll be crying. I'll be like Harry was right. Y'all can break my <laughs> my spirit. I'm not gonna lie though. Like I will say this because like I usually it was like I couldn't watch the games because you know when you play Harry will probably attest to this too. Like you know we play on on sat on Sundays. Our teams play on Saturdays. In the NFL, where we play on Saturday, our teams are Saturday. Right. So usually we have team meetings. We travel. Then you go after your team meeting. We're sitting and watching the game. And you're watching your team. And 
guys are betting, side sure. betting, all whatever, whatever. But you, I would get so invested in my team. You know, you get sad if they lose. Like, you're a fan. So it's like, oh, man, X, Y, Z. And all of a sudden, you're staying up late. You're exhausted. The next day, you may not have as good of a game because you were watching all this. You're watching it. Yeah. For whatever reason, after the loss, it was really weird. But I wasn't as sad. Or I wasn't really? as affected, if that makes any sense. Why? I and I don't know if that's because I've tried to take more of the analyst hat and just watch what I see on tape. Because on tape, that OU defense is raw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I I did a couple breaks down on that de- breakdowns on the defense. And crazy enough, the guys I broke down made plays. Right. Gentry Williams had that early pick, number nine, right? That early pick on Quinn Ewers. Mm-hmm. Billy Bowman had that huge fourth down stop. Mm-hmm. Desan McCullough, other dude I broke down, had that. He, he's a 6'5", 219-pound linebacker, safety hybrid. Dad played in the league. There's, I remember that goal line Sam, Texas, and that first, and then third, whatever. And he shot through and got he skinny shot. between two guys. No, that wasn't him. That was somebody else. He okay. was the one who stood up Byron Murphy, the 320 pound defensive lineman. Right. Who's, 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 yeah. who's, a, who's, who's a, a heck of a prospect? A heck too. of a prospect. Right. He mm-hmm. stood him up in the hole. Mm-hmm. Right there, a 350 pounder, and another dude, Tavondre Sweat, who's 6'5, 360 something, didn't get anywhere. And so, my, the, the, I guess I was happy. I wasn't happy. I was happy. Because <laughs> the guys, I, what I saw on tape corroborated with what happened. Okay. And so I think there was a benefit for me as an analyst to like, oh, wow, I'm watching these things and the things that I'm seeing are actually happening. Right. And so like as a fan, sure, I wanted our team to win. I think we'll get redemption. But as an analyst, I'm like, oh, man, little t- tip on the uh-huh. tap on the shoulder, tip of the cap. Because the, the, you know, people talk about all hard work leads to profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's hard work to watch film. People say like I heard somebody on 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 our you know on one of the shows like oh I watched have, the film they have no idea you didn't watch the film yeah. you just they watched no the game idea. yeah it's different you go go <laughs> to the app you got to watch the end zone angle mm-hmm. watch the first what do they do on first down what do they do on second down what do yeah. they do on you're not watching the ball you're no. watching whether the linemen doing what are the secondary but even deeper coverage, my yeah. friend Freddie it's even deeper when I was watching Texas three four weeks ago I was like oh, when they were getting ready getting ready to play Alabama certain teams have tendencies right mm-hmm. we call it like P and ten. Right. Beginning of a series, first down and 10. Right. As opposed to E and 10. That's an earned first down. Right. Certain teams will do certain things on P and 10. Right. For after a kickoff or whatever, after a punt, mm-hmm. then they do on an earned first down, right. which is OK. They ran it, got a five yard gain, ran it, got a five yard gain, first down, different tendency. So I was watching that and be like, oh, this is what Texas does. This is what Oklahoma does. Oh, man, this is going to be a matchup and a matchup. It was. Wow. Well, I, I want to stay with college football because I'm out here in Seattle right now because we're doing college game day from Oregon, Washington. And when you look at those two teams, both of those quarterbacks right now, they're in the mm. Heisman talk when you think about Bo Nix for Oregon, Michael Penix Jr. for Washington. I think one of the differences in this game, though, Sam, when I when I review it is Washington, I think, has a good defense. I think Oregon has a better one, right? They're top 10 in defense and offense. When you view this game – What's one of the components that you're looking at that could just, uh, determine the outcome of it? I got so sad, Harry. Well, I'm a lot because I was reviewing this game, and I thought like Harry thought, like, and not 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 even a knock, but I was like, man, Oregon's defense, like they some dogs, top ten in all the st- in many categories. They shut down Colorado, forty-two to six, shut down this team, that team. They start going, oh, who is this team? Who is that? Oh, they haven't played anybody. Yeah. Like, their biggest test yep. was Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. And Texas Tech should have, and maybe still is a good test, but Texas Tech lost a couple more games now than we all expected. Mm-hmm. So I'm over here trying to break down their Stanford film. I'm like, ooh, ooh. Stanford ain't. They're ain't, not good at all. They're not good. So I'm like, oh, man, look at Oregon. They're shutting down these dudes playing man-to-man. Bro, Washington got some dudes at receiver. Three of them. Three of them. Adunze, Jalen Polk. They got some dogs. McMillan. McMillan. Three. Okay. Stanford doesn't have that. 
You know what I mean? Like Colorado didn't have that. Their best player was down. And so I'm like, man, I got sad because I was like, I was, I'm like Team Oregon, bro. I met Dan Landing at the Big 12 or Pac-12 Media Day two years ago. Great dude. Heard his story. Overcame a lot. Like, I want them to win. I don't know why. I just like him a lot. Young mm-hmm. dude, 36, 37 years old. And I'm like, man, they have not faced a test like this. Washington and Michael Penix has the – Michael Penix average their, their offense, 446 passing yards a game. That's the number one in college football. Easy now. Easy. Uh, easy 400, and they make it, 400 plus. Bingo. They make it look easy. And so I'm like – as much okay, let me just break. Let's just go here. Oregon wants to play man to man. I'm not going to call out names or numbers, but their star deep, their number one DB, number five. I guess I'm calling out names and numbers. <laughs> one of their DBs is really good. I, I don't mean to mention his name, but his name is. <laughs> but it's some. But like the third, the third DB will be challenged. If I'm Washington, it's a dude on that defense. I'm going to attack. I'm not mm-hmm. going to call his n- number. It's a single digit. But they already know, though. They know. I, yeah. I know what he's talking about. I'm not going to call it out either. And so that will be where the game is won and lost. I, mean, I think I should. I could, uh, that's going to be where the game is. It's like, yeah. okay, you want to play man-to-man, and it's been fine so far, even though there have been some holes in your defense mm-hmm. early in the season. They're trying to get healthy. But Washington could – not saying they will, but they could light it up. Wow, great! And, and they and they feast off the explosive plays. That's what they like do, they, bro. They 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 live by it, man. Yeah. And they got the quarterback with that has the accuracy. He can throw the ball outside the numbers. He can throw the ball uh, from the far hash to the to the wide side of the field. We and we, his mm-hmm. accuracy on the deep ball though is unbelievable to me, Sam. We haven't seen Michael Penix Jr. yet, and most people haven't. I was I was watching somebody on Twitter, or some, some social media, and they're a Heisman voter, and they were like, "Yeah, you know, some some some." I was reading their article. They're like, "I haven't watched." They were like, "I haven't watched Heisman uh, uh, Michael Penix." Well, if play. you're a Heisman voter, why are you not watching college football? Uh, that makes no yeah, sense. I'm just saying they play they play at midnight. They play at like midnight so? Eastern. I'm just saying, bro, it's gonna be late sometimes. So if you're a Heisman late. vote, I'm, I have a Heisman vote. Okay. I watch football all the time. But I mean, sometimes you ain't gonna stay up till two AM, three AM. You know and I mean? I'm just saying, I'm just saying, bro. I'm just saying I, I, I don't know who it was. I get, but, but my point is like they're like, this is prime time against a great opponent. So for those of you all who don't know who Michael Penix Jr. is yet, you were about to be like well, allow me to introduce myself. Yes, exactly. He's mm-hmm. about to be introduced to the world. And it could be amazing, Heisman Trophy candidate, or Oregon could do to him right. what they did to Shadour in Colorado, which is shut that, shut all of it down. Yeah, uh, great stuff by Sam Acho. Hit him on Twitter at the Sam Acho. It's an ESPN football analyst on Freddie and Harry. Thanks to Samsung, which is awesome. Like Sam Acho, let me tell you why. This Saturday, get game time ready with the Samsung bespoke four door flex refrigerator with Family Hub Plus from the Home Depot in that conference because lost in Michael Penix Jr. What he's done with Washington. And with Bo Nix leading the country in in and in terms of completion percent over eighty percent for Oregon, there's that Caleb Williams guy. Who is that? that I, yeah, <laughs> the, the, this scrub has taken all the pub away from those two guys in Oregon and Washington. But he is so dynamic, no matter what goes on. You know about this when you've watched him. What makes it him that Caleb Williams is that can't miss generational prospect that people talk long and hard about, even though he may not go to the NFL, Sam, next year. Man. Um... So I, I met Caleb Williams okay. back when he was at Oklahoma. Right. And remember, y'all don't remember this. This is what makes him great. He, he as a freshman, was I a remember number, it. You I remember know what you're about to say. Bingo. I know exactly what you're when about to say. When he came to the Texas game? Bingo. But before, but before, I mean, like, before that, as a freshman, he was, like, number one recruit, all these things. He decided to go to Oklahoma, call some people, like, boom, hey, let's all come here. Great. Great leader, all that stuff. So that's a really big deal, right? People wanted to follow him. He's a great leader. Right. Week five, whatever it is, two years ago, Oklahoma's playing Texas. Texas is, is up. Right before halftime, their quarterback, Oklahoma's quarterback, gets injured. Or Spencer Rattler. Spencer Rattler. Mm-hmm. Caleb Williams comes in. I believe it was his first play of that game. 
runs a fourth and one like quarterback sneak, takes it 60-something yards to the house. Um, later on in that game, continues just to take over, right? Later on that season, plays Kansas, um, fourth and three, keeps it himself first down. Fourth and seven, they should be losing. They should have lost that game. Keeps himself first down. Um, there was another game. He took the ball from the running back. No, like I think a, it was. I think was it was Kansas? that Kansas game. Kansas. Yes. There it the is. The instincts. Say it. Go Sam, ahead. the instincts to be able to understand that it's fourth down and your running back is not about to get the fourth down. You got to stop. And get a first down. Yeah. And you take the ball from him. And do it yourself. And, and go get the, like. That. I, that I, I don't know if I can name any person other than Caleb Williams that would have did that in that situation. Facts. And that, and I, I'm over here, you know, bloviating, telling all these, that's the difference in Caleb Williams. He's a foot, third overtime versus Arizona last week. Mm-hmm. Their defense gave up five touchdowns and over 300 yards to a second, the dude, Noah Fafita, second start, whatever. Yeah, the backing up quarterback. Backing up quarterback yeah. at, at U of A, University of Arizona. Um, <laughs> Got to have it. Third overtime. I've expanded, I've exhausted all of my plays. USC ran a play. They pretty much just said, we're going we're gonna to just give it to Caleb and have, have him win the game for us. They line up in a regular formation. Before the ball is snapped, they shift their entire offensive line as far as they can away to the numbers. Caleb Williams still in the middle of the field. Now they have a couple receivers lined up to the right. They, run all the, they say hut, run all the receivers out on routes, and now it's just Caleb Williams one-on-one versus another man. Mm-hmm. The whole point of and Caleb Williams ended up scoring, they win the game. The whole point of me saying that is when Lincoln Riley, the head coach, Heisman Trophy, uh, helps people win Heisman Trophies, all these things, when Lincoln Riley designed that play, he pretty much said, just get everyone out of the way, and Caleb, you you just just be Caleb. Right. And wow. he can do special things on the football field. And that's why we get frustrated when we – I say we, I, forget we. Because sometimes I watch him like, man, like I don't feel like it's as special as some of the things I saw against Kansas mm-hmm. and against Texas, mm-hmm. right? And I see the moments, but I don't see it all the time. Mm-hmm. So there are ways, yes, generational sounds good. Can't miss also sounds good. But there are areas that he can definitely improve in, and I think part of it is a – What's the biggest one? I would say the consistency. Yeah. Consistently good to be great. My, Mac Brown used to always say that. Head coach now of North Carolina. He was my coach at Texas. Consistently good to be great. Caleb Williams, and I'm nitpicking right now. I'm picking out little tiny nits in I get this it. game. But he can be more consistent as a passer. He can be more consistent not as a leader. I think he's a phenomenal leader, but – those flash plays, and I understand flash, but I want to see that all the time, mm-hmm. not just the highlights. And this is me trying That's to right. like, he's still probably going to be first overall pick and all those things, but man, I want to see that all the time. There's wow moments, but I want the lower moments to rise and then the wow moments to stay, if that makes any it sense. It does. Wow. Right, and and, and you talk about the lower moments. You look at that game in Colorado when they actually could have put them away. He had some low moments in which allowed Colorado to get back in it. But I will say this. Like his the different arm angles that he can deliver the football from, uh, that that's unbelievable to me. And also a guy I, I can't remember it may have been the first game of the year. Remember when the snap got fumbled? Yeah, that was the first game and, of the year. That and was he the first picked game it of the year. up and still had the mindset to throw the ball yep. on target, mm-hmm. forty plus yards mm-hmm. downfield on target mm-hmm. for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Like you just don't see things like that every day. That's how you know the young man is special. But. Everyone has room for improvement, and if he can fine-tune some things, he might be, you know, mm-hmm. that dude. Okay. He the, might be that dude at the next level. The bigger story, and Freddie, you're the you're, you know, head honcho leader of the thing, so if you don't want to go this route, we don't have to. Go ahead. But I think the bigger story is this. Okay. He, and I don't think I don't know if it was him or his dad, but I know it was saying, hey, we may not come out this year. Carl Williams' dad said that. Why, why, why wouldn't you? 
Well, the reason why we've talked about this, I'm sure you have, is well, we don't want to go to a team in the NFL that is just like a uh, uh, a poorly run mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. You, oh, you didn't like that? Why didn't you like Carl Wynn saying that? Well, uh, Eli, Eli Manning did that. Mm-hmm. Well, so, no, but, but, but John Elway did it too. Sheesh. Because I, I would say this. When I looked at Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow took a franchise in the Cincinnati Bengals that was in the dumps. But that was the team he grew up rooting for, though. I, that was kind I, of the I hometown heart thing. I understand, thing. but here, here's my thing. Like, if you that dude, go change that franchise, man. If you that dude, go change that franchise. But they've go. seen that Arizona franchise. People have tried. <laughs> they don't want to. <laughs> but they play. Arizona's playing good football right now, though. So maybe Arizona's not as bad okay. as everyone thought they were. But I'm saying, okay, Eli, Eli Manning did the same thing. So what's your opinion on Eli doing that? You know what I mean? I if still, you're that I dude. St- I mean, I still, I still didn't like it. Hmm. I, 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 I hear you. I, I, I don't have any issues with it because I have another year of eligibility. So you want to tank for Caleb? Caleb may not be ready for you. Right. So tank for Caleb, you tanking your own career. I'm not about to just play your games and go to your yo. You lose all. Oh, we're one in fifteen, so we can get Caleb. So we can be. What, what is Carolina right now? Yeah, zero and five. Zero oh, oh and five with Bryce Young. With Bryce Young, they traded for, but they got the first overall pick. They still zero oh and five. We tank it for. I'm not taking for nobody. I want. I'm, I don't need to go to the freaking Steelers or the you know whatever <laughs> team that's consistently good all the time. I don't need to go to. Yeah, don't put me on. The, I don't need to be on the. You know, I don't know the Chiefs, but put me on a team that can compete. And I hear you, Harry. Like, well, you're that. You're that guy. You you should elevate it all. But I've been on teams where it's almost like there's so many forces pulling against you. Okay. It's hard to win. I played for the Cardinals. And I'm not saying that was that team. They were right. Like, been, you know, yeah. yeah. Asking for a friend. Well, yeah. And I, and I would say like, – <laughs> We, we went to the playoffs I, last year. So okay. we were in Tennessee. But, mother, but yeah. they were exhibiting all the familiar symptoms on the team you're talking about. Like when I first got to Tennessee, that's how Tennessee was when I first got there. And we drafted Marcus Mariota the first year. And by the third year of me being there – we should have made the playoffs our, my second year there, but we ended up making the playoffs that third year, and things changed from that third year all the way up to now right. for the Tennessee Titans. I just, the, I, you know, I, I think about, I think it's a really good conversation because mm-hmm. there is a point in which. I don't think it's a wrong answer in this, though. Like, a, you know, yeah. to each yeah. his own. Like, True. Because yeah. I. Think about one way on the situation doesn't mean that you're wrong, Sam. You right, know what yeah. I'm saying? Right. Yeah. And, and you, know what's, you know what's changed this conversation involving you guys? Three letters, NIL. Yeah. If there's no yeah. NIL, there's, this is not a conversation because you're going to be the number one pick. Caleb Williams knows that, man, I, I can make money next year and not get my head beat in if I stay at USC because all the money I'm making off, off the field. We don't have NIL, Sam and Harry. We're not having this conversation. He's leaving to go to be the number one pick in the draft and get that rookie salary slotted money that he would get being the number one pick in the draft. He already got the rookie salary money with the NIL. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't need to go to the transfer portal to go to the NFL. LA money, LA money different. Hey, but that tax is different too, though. Sure yes. is. That tax yes. in LA is yes. a different animal. You're already, you know, depending on your tax bracket, you're already getting 37% between 30 and 40, really between 40 and 50% of your taxes are leaving Ooh. if you're in the highest tax bracket. So I'm mean, we can have this car. I was talking about this with my, I don't know if we want to talk about it right now, but man, it's some quick, decisions. Yeah, Look, yeah like there's, I, a reason, there's a reason why I went to Tennessee when I left Atlanta. Mm-hmm. No state tax, no mm-hmm. state income tax. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, some of the work I do with, with the multifamily office, right? AWM, we talk about like taxes are the number one destroyer of wealth. Mm-hmm. Period. 
Yep. It's not, you know, sure, bad investments, bad advice, but taxes. It's nothing else outside of taxes are People talk about death and taxes. Right. Right. Taxes are the number one destroyer of wealth. You make all the money in the world, NFL, ESPN, TV, you're a doctor, you're a lawyer, you're going to pay tax. Yep. And if you're in the highest, one of the higher tax brackets, between 40 and 50%. That will happen. You will pay that. There are ways to protect yourself from that, what the ultra wealthy do, right? right? That's one issue, right? Another thing you have to think about death and disability, right? Some stuff you can't control. You get injured. Mm-hmm. Right, was a, was a tight end from uh, Michigan, Jake Butt. Jake Butt, yeah, Boom. injury, mm-hmm. man, disability. Yeah. Willis right? McGay, who didn't Willis, have that. Thank you, who didn't have didn't that. have it. Right, so dis- disability is another thing. Right, you talk about you know trying to make money and be wealthy, whatever. Bad investment, bad advice, another thing. Right, mm-hmm. family dynamics hurts as well. But yeah. that tax piece, bro. Yeah, and I'm not saying like don't move to L. A. Right, Arizona, they they do have state tax, but it's mm-hmm. not as high as some places. But the number one destroyer of wealth is taxes. So yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I would just say. I would say <laughs> choose California. wisely. Yeah, <laughs> choose wisely. Go to Houston, man. Go to the te- well. Now they got their no, quarterback, CJ yeah. Stroud. Yeah. 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 no doubt about that. Yeah, we always love when you come in, Sam. Can we do it again next week? Oh, okay? absolutely. I love being here with y'all, man. Uh, he's fantastic, Sam. What Louisville, what Louisville got this weekend, uh, Harry? We got Pittsburgh uh, uh, yeah. trap game. Trap Even game. though Pittsburgh hasn't been good this yeah. season, trap but you're coming game. off a high win. Uh, you got to make sure you handle business. You know, I'm trying to get to that Duke game. Ooh. And ho- hopefully Duke, they got a tough one, I think, in two weeks against Florida State. Uh-huh. And, you know, Riley Leonard has to get back healthy as well. But this is a trap game, I feel like, for Louisville. So they need to go out there and handle their business. All right. I, I thought Pitt's quarterback play- is playing tight end now. So I ain't got no challenge. Y'all about <laughs> to say, yeah. They, they, you know, they can't keep quarterbacks at Pittsburgh. <laughs> they really can't. Other than Kenny Pickett, they can't keep anybody playing that position at Pittsburgh. Thanks so much, Sam. Thanks. We're always in good hands, not only with Sam Acho, but just like USC's in good hands with Caleb Williams. And this good hands moment of the week brought to you by Allstate. With insurance from Allstate, you'll be game day ready every day. Visit Allstate.com or call a local agent today to learn more. Allstate, you're in good hands. College football action tomorrow. Tennessee hosting Texas A&M, presented by Dr. Pepper. Cards begin at 3 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Yesterday, an FOS friend of the show like Sam Macho gave us his elixir to fix Dak Prescott. What does Dr. Harry have to say about that, and would he prescribe a different medicine? That's next on Freddie and Harry, and this is ESPN Radio. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We're not dedicating love this to Friday. Jay, we're on Love Friday. We're just not doing that. What? He's, he's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio. 
the ESPN app, Sirius X and Channel 80, and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. 30 minutes away from you telling us the most disappointed upset you were when your team lost. We got a lot of great calls last hour. I know we're going to get even better calls in a half an hour. The most you were disappointed upset when your team lost, 888-729-3776. We'll take your calls on the Dr. Pepper call in line, so join that conversation in 30 minutes right here on Freddie and Harry. And speaking of conversations, when Harry was traveling because he does a great job college game day and social media, for those who don't know, when and where they can, can they find you tomorrow between Oregon and Washington, my friend? So we do countdown to college game day that actually leads into college game day at 8.25 p.m. Uh, it's on Twitter. It's on YouTube. Every social platform, the ESPN app, that's where you find me, Harry, Harry Lyles, Christine Williamson, giving you a lot of insight on this game and also across the board when it comes to college football. And you can see what kind of suit Harry's going to wear because he's always looking fashionably nice every time he does college and game you day. know this, man. Each and every Saturday, even better than Chris Tucker, money talks when it comes to that. But speaking of talking when it comes to money and Dak Prescott, we had Chad Brown on for Harry yesterday filling in as an ESPN radio host. And this is what he had to say about what the Dallas Cowboys need to do to make sure that, A, they don't lose in back-to-back games they play the charge on Monday, and, B, to make sure that Jerry Jones does not lose his rabbit behind mind. When you got a quarterback playing like Dak Prescott played, particularly against the 49ers, you've got to find a way to boost his confidence. Hmm. If the quarterback is not confident, that affects the entire football team. You need your quarterback to play with a level of security about himself, his game, his skill set, his standing on the team, his leadership. So for McCarthy and Schottenheimer, they have got to call plays to try to win the game, mm-hmm. but they've also got to call plays in a ways that will allow their quarterback to regain some of that confidence. All right, Harry, what do you got to say to that, my friend? Yeah, I understand exactly what he's talking about, and I think you can't be trying, if you're Mike McCarthy, you can't be trying to protect Dak Prescott and limiting your play calling because so. Uh, He's getting paid uh, a ton of money to be able to be that it factor and be that guy for this offense and this football team, so you need to be able to, uh, to, you need to allow him to be that guy for the team. Now, I also would say this, um, give him some easy throws early on in this game versus the you know, Chargers. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to their offense, though, Freddie, I think creativity mm-hmm. needs to be at the forefront. Mm-hmm. When it's talk Schottenheimer and also Mike McCarthy. You talk. look at C.D. Lamb and a guy that I feel like you should be binge trying to get the football to on numerous of occasions because I know what it looks like when you have a number one receiver and you're going to force feed him the football. Jamar Chase, not saying that C.D. Lamb is on the same level as Jamar Chase, but C.D. Lamb is number one for the Dallas Cowboys. Had 19 targets versus the Arizona Cardinals, caught 15, had 192 yards and three touchdowns. C.D. Lamb should not have less than 10 targets, I would say, in a football game, period. Any football game that he's playing in. Now, the reason why I say creativity on offense is that you can't be stagnant, can't be still and just line up in your formation and think you have other dudes that's just bona fide and can beat one-on-one coverage like we've seen the Cincinnati Bengals do over the years, like we see A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith do. So what, what do I mean by creativity? Send guys in motion. Have them in bunch uh, alignments. Have them in stacked alignments. Move them around to create, you know, mismatches and create those, put those guys in the best situations possible. Mm-hmm. And I wrote down some players that they have, right? Mm-hmm. You have Turpin, who's a shifty guy that can mm-hmm. probably be elusive and explosive for you. You sure. have Brandon Cooks. You have Tony Pollard. You have Deuce Vaughn. Utilize those guys' skill set to your advantage from an offensive standpoint. Give the opposing team eye candy so that's something else that they have to think about before the ball is actually snapped. That's what just happened to y'all versus the San Francisco 49ers in their offense versus your defense. Mm -hmm. This is a copycat league. 
And when you don't see coaches copying other things that other teams are doing, it's sad because when I watch the Miami Dolphins, that's what Mike McDaniel does for them. When I watch Sean McVay, that's what he does for Puka Nakua and the rest of the guys on their football team. When I watch Kyle Shanahan, that's what he does for Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Kyle Juszczyk, Christian McCaffrey, and company. So if you're Mike McCarthy, why in the hell wouldn't you do it if you're seeing other offenses having success using motions and putting guys in positions to where you can create mismatches on the football field? You just uh, you just struck me with something with what you just said. It's amazing how the NFL has become more like the NBA when it comes to pace and space. If you're not able to maximize space and create mismatches, you're going to look like the Patriots in 2023, and you're going to look like the Dallas Cowboys last Sunday versus the San Francisco 49ers. Look how many teams play like Golden State. Not so much you're not trying to find the next Steph Curry, but you're trying to create mismatches where you can get your best guy against their worst guy or their second worst guy, whatever that is. The Denver Nuggets were primed with that. They wore out Miami by creating mismatches involving Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic, and Miami couldn't hang. They wound up losing that series. It was closer than expected, but Denver knew, okay, we got to play the weekend design to create that mismatch, and this way you don't have to find them in the same kind of spots. We see that in the National Football League. Watching last night with Kansas City versus Denver, Al Michaels on the call said, I'm amazed that they left them open when it comes to Travis Kelsey. And I said to myself, that had nothing to do with Denver leaving them open. Kansas City knows how to scheme to get him off people and make sure people are not on him. And if you're not doing that in 21st century football, even in college, we yep. see that more with Alabama now. Last couple of weeks with Milrow, they're getting guys in space, creating matchups, getting with the deep ball, and what has happened? He's looked a lot better the last three to four weeks than he looked against Texas when guys stayed in the same spot. They decided not to do that anymore. If you're not able to create mismatches for your best guys – then you get the blood beaten out of you, 42 to 10, because like you mentioned, the team on the other side of San Francisco, anytime they line up, I didn't know where Chris McCaffrey was going to be. I didn't know where Brandon Ayuk was going to be. I did not know where Debo Sam was going to be, but they knew, and they knew exactly where to get them, where they could get the ball and keep running away from the defense. Now, Freddie, I'm going to bring up a play right now. When the Miami Dolphins were playing the New England Patriots, and did Tyreek Hill go for a ton of yards? No, he didn't, but he caught a touchdown pass. And what I witnessed on that touchdown pass was Tyreek Hill in a cadence split, tied into the line of scrimmage, and at the blink of an eye, Mike McDaniel said, you know what, we're going to motion someone quickly quickly right before the snap outside of Tyreek Hill. So what does that do on the fly? The defense now has to think we got a bump. So I can't remember if it was a linebacker that ended up on Tyreek Hill or a safety. But either way it goes, that's a mismatch. And bam, Tua put the ball on him right now, touchdown. That Those are the type of things I'm talking about when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. You mentioned Travis Kelsey. You know how many times they line him up wide and bring him into a short motion Constantly. just to get press coverage off of him so he can have – So he can just – Exactly. Like, so that's what – that's what Mike McCarthy has to start doing with this offense. Even with C.D. Lamb, move him around. I understand that you you trust him; he can win one on one. But you can move your best player around. Amen. I witnessed the Cincinnati Bengals do it against the Los Angeles Rams on prime TV with Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. They moved him all around the formation in the backfield, in the slot, lined up at number three. You have to do that so team opposing teams. Don't have a jump on your your best player, but also when you don't have the best of players on your offense, you need to help those guys. Help me help you. <laughs> Easy there, Kevin Hart. <laughs> <laughs> Easy there, Kevin. But by Harry Douglas, Freddie coming together, and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. But all your points are 100% valid because Mike McCarthy, he said, if I'm going down, I'm going down my way. Well, be careful what you wish for. 
because you may get it a little bit sooner than later. And not only will you lose your job, but you got a certain quarterback out there that may be looking for that payday because everybody else got paid. Jerry Jones is not going to open up the bank vault no matter how much he has said or put it out there that he believes in Dak Prescott. He's saying it because he's hoping, he's wishing that Dak Prescott can be the guy that he gave that bag to. But I wonder how much in the inside, Harry, he's thinking, man, if this don't work out, I placed a lot of eggs in that basket when it comes to Dak Prescott. And if he falls on his face and Mike McCarthy helps him falls on his face, then we're back to square one once again, being a championship-less organization, which unfortunately has been a tradition of the Dallas Cowboys since 1996. So this is another game for Dak Prescott that's a moment game. Absolutely. Right? You just no got question. your head beat in on Sunday night football. You're going to be in prime time on Monday night football across from the side, the sidelines across from you is a guy named Justin Herbert. Like, can you be better than him? And also when it comes to Mike McCarthy, you are going against from a play calling standpoint, a guy named Kellen Moore who you decided to let go Absolutely. so you can take over the duties. So yeah. are you going to be better than Kellen, Kellen Moore? Are you going to put your players in a better situation than he is? And I know Kellen Moore couldn't wait for this game. I know he couldn't wait for this one. Yeah, he had that circle. And if you're Dak Prescott, this will be the most important game for you going forward because people have had questions about you anyway. You have not allowed those questions to stay unanswered regarding can you be that dude? Can you be wearing the big drawers at the quarterback position? Stomping with the big dogs. Right, because unfortunately for Dak Prescott, what happened last week wasn't so much that the 49ers defense brutalized the offense. A guy that was picked last in the draft last year looked a lot more comfortable in that moment situation than you did, and you've been in the NFL a lot longer than him. You've been in bigger games than Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy, Mr. Purdy, Brock Purdy, looked awfully comfortable because he knew that he had trust and he knew he had belief. Dak Prescott right now doesn't have that. And that manufactures itself, Harry, and carries over until Monday night and they play the Los Angeles Chargers. I can't even imagine what this is going to look like going forward for him and the Cowboys the rest of the regular season. Well, we know all eyes across the world, they're going to be watching this football game because a lot of people want to see how the Cowboys collectively, right, as a team, how, how how they're going to respond to what we seen displayed last week on national TV. So as a t- from a team perspective, everyone is watching the Dallas Cowboys, and they already had that microscope going into this game regardless. Yeah, no doubt about that. Harry Douglas, hit him on Twitter at hdouglas83. I'm Freddie Coleman. Hit me on Twitter, Coleman ESPN, part of Freddie and Harry, the Love Friday edition on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80, and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. We got numbers that if they hit, it's going to put more money in your pocket by Monday. We bring that money line next on ESPN Radio. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. On this Love Friday edition of Freddie and Harry, you have Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together, presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on Sirius X and Channel 80. And always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. We do it each and every Friday. We're determined to put more money in your pocket by the time Monday rolls around. We bring in the pride of St. Bonaventure University in Ole, New York, meaning Devin Kane. He throws the numbers at us, and we make sure when it comes to week six NFL props over and under, we hit that number because it's all about us on Love Friday. Put more money, love in your pocket by Monday. Devin Kane, what you got? These odds are always courtesy of Caesar Sportsbook. Uh-huh. Thank you to our friends at Caesars. Yes, indeed. First up, Harry, over under seventy two and a half rushing yards for Christian McCaffrey. They are taking on the Browns. Ooh. I'm going to go over. Um, now, the reason why I'm saying over is because 
before they played the Baltimore Ravens, the Cleveland Browns, that were they were the second team, second team in the in, in National Football League and defended the run. But what I seen the Baltimore Ravens do is say, you know what, we're going to get back to some of the things that we've done in the past and rush the football down their throat. They were the more physical team. When I look at San Francisco, uh, some of that same makeup, but probably to a larger extent. Yeah. So I'm going to go over in this, and Christian McCaffrey is going to get more than 72 and a half yards rushing in this ballgame. It's amazing. The Cleveland Browns are only giving up 220 yards per game. Let me say that out loud again. They're giving up only 220 yards per game, less than 72 yards rushing per game. But they haven't played those bloodthirsty pirates called the San Francisco 49ers. Harry, I am with you. He's going to get, I think he gets 100 or damn near close to it because they're so good at being creative with him running the football inside and outside. So, yeah, I'm with you. I think he gets over 72 and a half rushing yards when it comes to that over-under. All right, Freddie. Over-under one and a half passing touchdowns for Desmond Ritter. The Falcons are taking on the Commanders. I'm going to say that's an over. I think Desmond Ritter found himself last week. And I also honestly believe that Arthur Smith kind of backed off a little bit with trying to fit him in different boxes and trying to fit him in different situations that weren't conducive to him. I think they learned a lot from when they lost in London against the Jacksonville Jaguars, where it seemed that he restricted him too much. He allowed him to play a little bit like he played at Cincinnati, outside of the pocket, inside the pocket, sliding here and there, and he responded. So, uh, one and a half passing touchdowns, I think Desmond Ritter gets three when it's all said and done. Yeah, I'm going to go over as well. When I look at the Washington Commanders, we know about their defensive line, and we know the Falcons want to run the football. But if the Washington Commanders say we're not going to allow you to do that, then Desmond Ritter is going to have to be on his arm. I like the confidence that he has going into this ball game, coming off that 329-yard and one touchdown performance against the Houston Texans. And we know the Houston Texans defense has really surprised a lot of people this year as well. Yeah. So I'm going to go with over Jonu Smith, tight end for the Atlanta Falcons. He's been playing well of late too. Drake London had some huge catches in that game. So did Kyle Pitt. So I think the passing offense of Atlanta is starting to hit its stride finally in the 2020 season and Desmond Ritter will go over one and a half touchdown passes in this game HD over under 42 total points Ravens Titans I'm going to go under I'm going to go under in this one Um, I just think it's going to be a defensive game the Baltimore Ravens they've showed on numerous of occasions this year that their defense is real and a force to be reckoned with the Tennessee Titans their front seven is unbelievable we know they're going to rush the football and take time off the clock the Baltimore Ravens are going to do some of the same things I think the time of possession and how the clock is going to run is going to play a factor in this one I'm going to say over I think whoever wins this game will get the 24 points and the loser will get the 21 I think it's going to be that kind of Physical game, but I think the offense will make enough plays. I'm anticipating that the Baltimore Ravens are not going to have as many drops like they had last week. Rashad Bateman, yes, I'm talking to you, boss. Don't fight the football. Crater the football. Love the football. On Love Friday, Rashad Bateman, you're better than that. So I'm going to say over-under. I think both of these teams in this game will get the 45, excuse me. The win will get 24 to lose out 21. All right, Freddie, over under six and a half catches for Tyreek Hill. They are taking on the 0-5 Panthers. Shouldn't this be higher? That's what I said when I looked at it. <laughs> yep. Six and a half. He might have six and a half in the first half against that Panthers team. Oh, hammer that over. Tyreek Hill, I know he's gone off a couple of times. This has all the makings of 12 to 13 catches for over 180 yards and two touchdowns. Hammer that over when it comes to Tyreek Hill. Harry, what if they get out to a large lead to start and then they just start running the ball? Do you think that's where this factors in a little bit? 
Uh, a little bit. It, it does. But I, I will say this. In three of the first five games this season, Tyreek Hill has 11 catches in one, nine catches in one, and eight in the other. The two that he didn't, he had five and three. Uh, th- th- it's a possibility, <laughs> but I like the chances of him getting a lot of catches in this game. All right, HD, over under .5 interceptions for Dak Prescott. So you were betting on the over for just one interception? Over. Over. He's gonna, I, I think he's going to get at least one. That's just how I feel that, that – that that's what Dak Prescott is for me right now at this juncture in the season. I think he's going to get at least one. I'm going to say under. I don't think he throws any interceptions against that Chargers defense, which is still a little bit beat up, and they've let some big plays happen. I wonder the Dallas Cowboys have learned their lesson. Maybe they try to run the ball, make sure he doesn't throw the football. I have no idea, but I'm going to say under. I don't think he throws a pick on Monday night versus the Chargers. All right, last one, Freddie. Over under 41 and a half total points in Patriots Raiders, which. It's not mm. a great game, but mm. I wanted to see if you can maybe they get over. Maybe we can see an exciting game with points. Or under, no? under, both these. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. In the words of D.L. Hughley, no, I'm, no. I'm with you. I'm with you, Freddie. I, I, I don't think it's gonna go over. Yeah. Can I say this though about the Raiders? What's that? I've been really impressed with Jacoby Myers. Uh, he's really stepped up for this football team when he's been out there on the football field. And mm-hmm. there are times in, I think, two of the games that they played this year, I'm I'm like, why isn't Devontae Adams getting the football? But you don't really frown upon it because Jacoby Myers is getting open and he's yeah. making plays as well. Yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo's not missing him. Now he needs to get in touch more with Devontae Adams as well to really make that a two-pronged attack that can help out the Raiders when it comes to the running game and also the passing game. He is Harry Douglas. Hit him on Twitter, hdouglas83. I'm Freddie Coleman. Hit me on Twitter, Coleman ESPN. Thanks for joining us on Love Friday edition of Freddie and Harry. Be a part of it. Triple H say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Join the conversation with Dr. Pepper. Call on the line. When were you the most disappointed, upset when your team lost? We will share ours. We want to hear from you at 888-729-3776. Plus, many people disappointed the Kansas City Chiefs early. But are the Chiefs about ready to be those Kansas City Chiefs again? We'll get to that next on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.